Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Today, I am joined by an incredible guest, the amazing Neve Lister. So I am so honored to have Neve here to join me today. And um, without further ado, I'd love to say welcome to the podcast, Neve, and thank you so much for being so generous with your time today. Yeah, and thank you for having me. It's great to be back with Claire O'Sullivan and having a chat. Amazing, amazing. So um, like I do for any guest who comes on board, Neve, I don't try and butcher introductions. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know you, I would just love to ask you to tell us a bit about yourself and what you're all about. Um, okay, my name is Neve Lister. I'm a retired county footballer and a failed sales executive. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I... Oof, where do I start? We've just had a quick chat before I came on about it. That was an amazing introduction there. <laughs> like, I think I could stop the podcast now and everyone will have a good laugh at least. <laughs> um, no, I um, previously did work in business and sales and all that, but I've recently moved to the kind of health and fitness industry. I'm um, a strength and conditioning coach and a PE teacher in training. Um so that's really what my life is all about at the minute studying and um doing a master's at the moment in PE teaching so that takes up most of my time um aside from a bit of online PT and a bit of part-time work so that's pretty much okay introduction to me at the moment where I am at the minute <laughs> you just brushed over a load of different um life events that have got, got on for you so I'm going to take you back a small bit tell us about okay uh you started your career in business and sales and you've recently transitioned into the world of health and fitness and you just listed off there yeah I'm an SNC coach I'm a PE teacher in training I've got all these other things going on so tell us how how that transition happened for you yeah I think a long 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 time ago I, I was in um in DCU and I was studying um media and communications and I probably had very little little interest in being there I did think I wanted to be a sports journalist and then realized news and radio is not nine to five and it's very much never sleeps um and that just didn't suit me with football training and all of the above so I kind of quickly realized that that wasn't for me or that wasn't the career route for me but was happy to just potter along stay in DCU play a bit of football um and then I was very very lucky to get um one of DCU's first scholarships through the WGPA um and that was a business scholarship so I went on to study business from there and then kind of fell into a job with a very big multinational called Salesforce um which took me to to London um, and I worked in tech sales for quite a while with COVID, COVID hit then and, and I moved to a similar company called HubSpot back in Dublin um, doing a similar role. And I suppose that role, working in sales, just never really, it never lit my fire, if that makes sense. Like it never lit my world on fire. It never gave me much job satisfaction or fulfillment. It was kind of just a day-to-day, -day, go in, do what you need to do, get out. Um where some people are really passionate about it and are really invested in it and really have the head for it. I just don't think I did. 
Um, so through COVID, I went searching for something that I was a bit more interested in. And I just started doing um, a course in personal training through Satanta College um, in Thurless. Um, and then ended up kind of furthering qualifications and doing strength and conditioning coaching. Um, and when I started coaching people, individuals from there, I was like, well, I actually like this a lot. Um and I think as well, I was very fortunate to come through that elite sports setup in DCU where you're you're given the resources and you're always being coached through things like SNC and um how to navigate your way around the gym and ha- the importance of strength and conditioning and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, the sun has just decided to come out. <laughs> um but I think I took that for granted and and I think I was a bit naive to the fact that I was being taught this and I was in a very fortunate position where actually it's not something that people my age, people who are 17, 18, 19, 20, who are part of a, or not part of a county setup and part of an elite college setup, they don't learn this stuff. Um, and it was only when I became a coach really and I was in the gym a lot over COVID with my boyfriend and I remember thinking like how do you know not how do you not know how to do this like how do you not know how to deadlift and all this sort of stuff and he was like well when would I ever have learned it so it kind of opened my eyes and I guess yeah I was a bit naive to the fact that I was just very lucky to to be in that situation so it kind of I suppose then I struck up an interest in in strength and conditioning with adolescents and I trained a few while I was at home and I thought, well, wouldn't this be better if I could do this, you know, full time and, and do personal training then kind of as a side gig. I do enjoy working with teams and things like that, so it's suited. So I went and applied. Um, I had to do a course to, to get all the PE credits in Portobello institute so that took a while while I was subbing in a school um and applied for the the master's in education in Limerick and uh here I am wow wow that is such an interesting journey and I suppose just before we got on the podcast we were just chatting about like okay the last time we saw each other was pre-covid probably on a football pitch over in London and that's where we met but everything that you've like listed off there that's happened like since like you've really like changed the course of your life in in quite a short period of time really um and I know that I know that it's really challenging for a lot of people if they're not all that fulfilled in their career to like to make a change especially I suppose you very much had a life laid down in London and you know you were earning money um things were kind of safe like how hard was that decision to leave that career and take a bit of a chance on things yeah I think as well I probably wasn't that good at sales so (laughs) you know I was like I'm quitting and they were like bye (laughs) um no but I it because it was like probably the worst time ever to break into a new career with COVID like obviously you know nobody was really leaving their job nobody was really changing jobs there wasn't that many jobs coming up um and I did speak to a lot of people I think I I spoke to yourself about how the hell do you just decide to 
drop what drop what you're doing and, and pick up a new career and it's so scary and I, I spoke to other people that um one girl in particular which doesn't mind me bringing her up but her name is Neve Kyo she's a yoga instructor um or she she had just left Salesforce where I was working to become a yoga instructor full-time so I reached out to her and actually her advice was don't don't do it at the moment um do the studying you need to do and when we get out of lockdown and things like that then maybe think about it but don't now is not the right time to quit your job and so I'll probably be forever grateful to her that I once I started doing my training around PT and SNC I actually stayed on working for another year um, which kind of gave me the opportunity to do the courses build up a bit of um, clientele online and things like that Um, whereas I just wanted to well I've started this course I just need to quit my job now and start and she was like no (laughs) so yeah I think a lot of it was a lot of conversations with a lot of people and obviously having to take into consideration my relationships and my family and and things like that um but I was miserable like I wasn't I wasn't happy like every Sunday night before going into work there was tears there was fear there was everything so I think they knew that it would be better for me to although it being a big risk to just leave what I was doing and I actually had a very good team in HubSpot at the time my manager was very 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 supportive and when I handed my notice she was like yeah I knew this was coming so um for me it was I suppose exciting in knowing that I was going to do something that I really 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 wanted to do and I was passionate about but you do have to sometimes take a bit of tough love from people like I was blessed that Neve was I knew her well enough that she was like Mm-mm, not a good time so you do have to you know people might say to you oh yeah that's great like do it you know do what makes you happy and things but sometimes it's just not the right time to to do these things you have to really have everything in place before you can kind of take that leap so um I think I was very lucky in that sense I think that's amazing advice and I suppose it makes it like a bit more of an enjoyable transition if you feel like I'm not risking like my whole life or my whole earnings on this. And I suppose I probably had a similar transition in the sense that I was working full time as a physio coaching a bit on the side. And it wasn't until I felt like, okay, this is not as much of a risk that I went full time with things after doing it part time. And I suppose it just meant that like it made it more enjoyable rather than this thing that had a big load of pressure on it as well but just something you said there like is really interesting it like like you kind of came to the point that like I was miserable like I was crying every day going into work I suppose I got to the point where I just really wasn't enjoying what I was doing either but it's only like for me it's only looking back I have such clarity that yeah, I wasn't enjoying this and this is exactly what I should be doing but at the time there was so much going on in my head like should I shouldn't I should I like how long yeah. did it take you to come to the realization that like no this is actually like this is not fulfilling me or do you know I suppose there's a lot out there as well that like some people will tell you like you need to search for what you love whereas some people will be more of like well like you have a job you're making money like how did you manage that thought process yeah and like to be fair the job I was in was very like there was a lot of perks it was a lovely location 
there was a lot of benefits to working there and like I remember one time I was working from Italy like that's just what was one of the many benefits you could work from anywhere and I was working from Milan um at the time and me and my boyfriend went for something to eat and I fully had a like a breakdown in this restaurant just crying because I didn't want to someone in my team had just been let go and I was like oh my god this is reality like this is what's happening to people this is what's happening in COVID and I just had a full breakdown and I was like why that's the one this isn't bearing him and two I'm sure he's not the only one around me or in my immediate circle that's been affected by this and like why am I bothering with this like it it makes me it has all the benefits like everything you could need but I'm not I'm just not enjoying it I'm not happy um and I did continue to work there obviously for a long time after being like realizing this is not for me and having started coaching and things like that um obviously just just build up enough of a cushion to be able to to leave but um I think I always knew that this was going to be something like when I was in my leaving cert, I had PE teaching on my CAO until the very last hour changed it and <laughs> never really understood why. But um, I think I always knew it was something that I would like to do eventually, definitely coaching, if not PE teaching. It's always been something that was in the back of my mind. I did actually try to switch to PE teaching after my last year in DCU yeah. um, and it just didn't work out. So there was just so many things, but I think it's happening now. It's happening now for a reason. I'm not entirely sure what it is yet, but I had a great time. I had, I think working in sales and working in business has taught me so much in, in terms of teaching, um, like in terms of listening and asking questions and things like that, which is so important. Um, so I have learned invaluable skills. I had a great time. So I think now I'm ready to, to mellow a little bit and ready to settle down so I think it's come at a good time and um maybe not my boyfriend might say not not financially <laughs> just bought a site for a house so um we'll see but yeah, yeah I think there, there was a right time for it and it is now I think um and there was different reasons why it didn't happen for me for 10 years before that I'm getting a sense of like everything happens for a reason from you and it's like it seems like okay things are happening now for a specific reason and, and maybe it wouldn't have like like been as good if it did work out yeah. all in and you're like I guess we choose how we look at things and you're choosing to look at all that as a massive learning curve that's led you here and that's taught you a lot along the way and I think that's an amazing way to look at things um oh, how, what has life been like for you since leaving your career in sales and since coming into the coaching world yeah I think I so kind of last January time I quit, quit my job in January um and within a couple of weeks it kind of set up an online platform for for taking on taking on people online for personal training and I think at the start I thought the more people I get online the the better which actually was again very naive of me and probably shouldn't have known at the time that I had just started um working in a school as well so I was working Monday to Friday um, and through my own training and trying to train people and also I was doing college at the time 
it was just way too much. It was way too much for me to take on. Um, and I have a lot smaller pool now of people, but it works for me. Like it's with working at the weekends and going to college and do my own training and trying to train people as well. Like you're not, when you, when you start coaching, you're not going to light the world on fire immediately. And I think that's what you think. You think, right, I've got my qualification. I'm going to change people's lives. And this is it. And like, <laughs> this is what it's going to be like forever. And it's all going to be happy families and da da da. But it's, it's not like that at all. And I, I was very lucky that I did get a lot of people to start off with, but it just, it was way too much. It was way too much work. And I suppose trying to navigate that it's, it's kind of more of an instinct to just be like, yes, as much money as possible. I've just quit my job. Like, this is great, but you're not provide, you're not delivering the best experience for as many people as you had, as opposed to, you know, giving a better experience to a smaller group of people. Um, and yeah, I, I subbed and, and covered different classes, not not just PE or, or business, loads of different classes in, in schools. So that kind of gave me a taster of, of what was to come. And I suppose it was kind of like a dipping my toe in the water to see like, do I really want to do this? Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was a school not too far away from me. So it was nice, the lovely new school, new PE facilities and everything so it was an absolute dream um, and I'm going back there now on, on my placement in a few weeks so that'll be nice. Okay amazing so you're kind of like you're kind of balancing out like where you want to go exactly maybe doing some coaching in a way that suits you in a way that I guess you can feel content with the way you're delivering your service and also maybe like balancing that with teaching which I think is absolutely class so it sounds like you're still like working out what what works best for you and how you can make it like I guess fit your life because there is maybe this perception as well that like oh like working online and being a coach online it's going to be amazing it's just going to work straight away but I guess the reality of it is like there is there is a lot of work that needs to go into it um and you need to like I guess same for myself like need to be proud of the service you're delivering and content with that yeah absolutely and it it's a is it is a word of mouth thing as well I think like I know we talk about how how important social media is and I hope nobody goes and looks at my social media page (laughs) after this because I think I haven't put anything on it since March or April because I've been so I'm allergic to it for one um and two I don't have the time but um that is a huge it's a huge part of it and you have to be constantly switched on I find I've just been very lucky that word of mouth has kind of carried me through but um I spoke to someone recently um online just about how much I hate having to use social media I know it's a vehicle for success but I hate the way it's it's gone and I hate that you have to do it to to be successful but because I'm just so allergic to it but you know some people are so good you're so good and so active and I'm just not able to be like I'm here eating a yogurt and you know like it's it's just not me so I I uh I keep them wanted more on my social media you know (laughs) what career is wonderful um I, I totally get you and it was definitely a big struggle for me as well at the start and do you know what though I think it's each to their own and I feel like everyone has to find like what suits them what they're comfortable with and like do you know like maybe 
what you're looking at for someone else doesn't like isn't going to suit you and I think like such a good lesson there is like don't be afraid to try different things as well like even the amount of things you've mentioned that you've tried there over the last just few years like you're learning something from every experience there and I think for like anyone who listens to this who doesn't know if they're in the career they want to be or doing the thing they want to be like just try different things and experience different things and you'll figure it out there's nothing there's nothing wrong like you can't I'm still figuring it out (laughs) (laughs) me too for sure you can you can't go wrong with things but like just everything that you're mentioning there that you have going on in life Mia between like studying now to be a PE teacher like managing um managing your own clients coaching um you you're working in a hospital um you you've got your family you've got um your boyfriend how do you manage all of that your own training you haven't even mentioned that you play AFL for your country um and like I'm assuming still maybe playing GAA as well and in the gym how do you manage all of that I don't (laughs) I don't (laughs) I pay a lot of people to do for no um no I and I think as well, that was something I did struggle with probably through probably early to, to mid of this year where I was doing college online. I was working, I was, you know, coaching people online. I was trying to, to play football myself, I was playing AFL. My own my own strength and conditioning training really took a hit um, because I, I – I don't think I have my priorities in order really properly. Um, and I'm not getting any younger, Claire. It's a, it's a really important component. I think you're younger than me, so don't say <laughs> But trying to, you know, as a, if you're playing Gaelic football, you're playing AFL, you're playing all these things, strength and conditioning is a really important part of trying to elongate your career, um, which I, and I've struggled a lot with a lot of injuries over the last few years. And, um, trying to get those right can be really mentally straining. And I think I got to a point where I just associated going to the gym with having to do rehab. Um, and that was, I was just going to the gym to get my rehab done, to get over this injury, to get back on the pitch. And I wasn't going to the gym because I enjoyed it. I was just going to the gym because I I had to. Um, whereas I'm working now with a really great coach um, online, but he's down here in Limerick. Um, and I think I've just come to the to the realization that I always I am a coach, but I am always going to need a coach. Um, and it's I suppose for being a coach, it's it's kind of an egotistical thing to say, like I can do it on my own. Um, and I think last year in my preseason, I was like, I can do this on my own. Like, this is what I like. This is my job. I should be able to do this on my own. But I think it takes it's taken me a long time to hold my hands in the air and say, I'm always going to need a coach. I think, um, at at the moment I do anyway, especially when you just need somebody to keep you accountable at all times. I definitely could have fit the gym in, um, the, in the earlier part of this year, but I just didn't, um, I could have fitted around my rehab, but I didn't. Um, and I think I did try and program sessions for myself once or twice. And it's just, there was no, there's no fear of, of a coach when like, what are you doing? Like what's going on? But I think it is really, 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 really important, especially as a coach to have somebody just take that or like give, give away the ownership of that um, and be able to or be comfortable with giving up ownership of that part of your life. Um, I think that's, 
that's really 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 important I couldn't agree with you more like I genuinely could not could not like I guess we both have the knowledge now on how to do a training program um but like I found myself in a very similar position during lockdown like a few months after I'd really gotten into things in my own online coaching business and felt like when business got busy I was dropping my standards and like when it came to the gym if there was tasks I wanted to do at work I'd just delay the gym session so I reached out and I've had a coach for the last year and a half because like there's something about holding yourself accountable and it it really does make you hold yourself to a higher standard and I guess I very much value it that at least then I know I'm being authentic with everything I'm preaching if I'm actually following through and like I guess we wouldn't like we wouldn't be practicing what we preach if we weren't like you know like doing the things that we know is going to benefit our bodies yeah absolutely and I think as well when you are going through big life changes like obviously you've had a big move across the world you've changed career all of that sort of stuff when you are having big kind of milestones in your life like that and your routine has been switched up a lot it is great to have something that's just constant the whole way through like I know I'm finishing college now down in Limerick in a week I'm going to be going on placement I know that having a coach will just keep me keep something constant and keep that kind of part of my life ticking over whereas everything else is is changing does that make sense 100% yeah 100% and I suppose like it sounds like Mia for like a, a lot of your life you've been into health into fitness into training um like why is that what is it what does that give you why why is that such a big part of your life um I think like in earlier years I what my one of my earliest memories is going with my grandparents to watch my mom play football for my club which seems wild um but I think we just always like sport was always very it was always been talked about it was always going on and the house was always on the telly Um, my grandmother my mom's mom was very very into or very involved in athletics Ireland at the time um, and we all of the grandkids got pretty much forced to do track and field and cross country from a young age but I actually think that that taught me a lot of the fundamental skills of of running of jumping of all of these different kind of things and I didn't I didn't quite stick with the cross country and the running. I ended up turning, well, turning into turning into a thrower or sticking to throwing events. So um, that was kind of something I did until I was maybe 18, 19. And I played football for God knows how long um, for club and county. And it's just always, it's always been something that I, I don't know why it's but it's always just been something that's been there and I wouldn't be able to function without playing sport I think it's a great release it's a great something that's you know especially when you're studying or you're working takes your mind off things I was in college all day yesterday and I went to play a bit of tag rugby last night and you just feel good I sleep better I know I do you know so it's I suppose for me and why it's important to me it if I wasn't playing football, for example, it's probably the biggest, most influential thing that I've had throughout the years. It brings a sense of of camaraderie. Like a lot of my friends are there when we weren't playing through through lockdown. It was really hard. Like I know there were Zooms and things like that, but you miss that social interaction. Um, 
miss going to training in the pissing rain like weirdly <laughs> now I'm, it's pissing rain here at the moment and like there's no way I'm going to play tag rugby with four jumpers on and a pair of leggings and two pairs of socks so I'm all for not training over the winter just been in the gym but um yeah I think I'm and I'm starting to understand the benefits a lot more it's not it wasn't something probably PE is is very very different now to what it was maybe when we were in school it was here's a ball like see in an hour kind of thing whereas now it's very focused around health promotion and um well-being and mental health and giving kids the skills to be able to participate in in physical activity and health and fitness for their whole life um, and getting to understand them to understand the importance of of being physically active and I think it's so important especially in the world we live in at the moment where obesity is an epidemic and um there's loads of different new health conditions and health issues popping up everywhere and with COVID has has you know had a massive impact on the mental health of kids and things like that so I'm understanding a lot more now why it was important to me back then but nobody was nobody was telling you this um and I think for me now I get the importance of of physical activity I get why it's important to teach kids this now if that makes sense yeah so it sounds like okay all these years like you knew it from doing it but you just like you weren't putting words to it or you weren't putting words to why it was so important to you or what it was giving you and maybe now you're starting to put more words to it and understand what it meant to you like all those years it's like you knew you couldn't do without it but maybe didn't know why yeah absolutely and just even you know the impact that COVID has had and the impact that things like phones and social media and video games and things are having on fundamental movement skills and kids is is shocking um like you know things like balance things like coordination and and those things are so you do you take for granted and are so important but are rapidly declining in in kids these days which is really sad to see so I think yeah it's 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 like going into personal training we're not gonna go into PE teaching and set the world on fire but if a handful of kids keep participating in sport after they leave school I'll be happy but yeah I think I just did it because I enjoyed it and I liked doing it and I was good at it and things like that but a lot of my friends even that you know didn't really enjoy PE in school now they're never out of the gym like they're never you know you can't get them off they're constantly posting about their fitness journeys and social media and stuff which is brilliant it's just about finding what you enjoy doing and I think PE now is a lot more about the importance of of physical activity and finding things that you like to do or exploring different roles in PE that you know you're not just a player you give the kids the opportunity to be a coach be a a referee all those different things so it's both finding that niche for everyone in sport um because there is something for everyone out there be it sports journalism that I tried and failed at um but (laughs) I found a different route but you know there's there's loads of different things and I think that's what really interests me now at this point and we'll see (laughs) in in a couple of months time if I have the same ask me in uh, June July if I have the same perspective it sounds like because of everything you've been through like if you can have that impact on kids that's going to be something that that really fulfills you if you can like 
maybe um, inspire them to, I guess, like be healthier, be more active in their life, not in any specific way or not in the way that you choose to do it, but just in some way. And I guess because of the value you've you've seen from it. Um, but you you mentioned health there a few times. I'm wondering what does what does health mean for you? What is your definition of health? Do you want the the one that I'm studying at the moment? The <laughs> no, I want the Neve Lister asking me. I'd give you something completely different. When like how does Neve Lister know if she is healthy? Um, it's a good one. I think from for me, I know that I'm taking over all right is is my sleep <laughs> I know that sounds a bit mad but mm-hmm. I I think sleep is so important and I love to sleep I love it um and sleep and nutrition I think is like you can do a lot with those two things um I think sleep is something that's really kind of brushed over in terms of health and fitness and all of those kind of things I wouldn't wouldn't be able to function without it um but I suppose it's it's health is I guess it's wanting to getting enjoyment out of you know being active being interested in what's going on in your own body um you don't have to you know be going to the gym every day to be healthy you don't have to eat fruit and veg every day to be healthy but as long as you enjoy getting out for a walk or getting out for a cycle or going to play football or going to tag rugby in zero degrees. Um, I think, yeah, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, that's what health is. I love that. Yeah. No, I guess it's just like for you, it's not one thing. It's not just the gym. It's not just, it's not just sleep. It's like, it's a combination of everything and that you have to be enjoying it as well, which I think probably, brings in the mental health side of things because if yeah. you're enjoying everything that you're doing I guess and I suppose for me like health is like all-encompassing it's not even it's not just your physical it's not like it's not just your mental it's it's your social it's like it's every single part of you and I think like we can't just look at like just because someone is in the gym every day it doesn't mean they're healthy just because they're eating the right way it doesn't mean they're healthy it needs to be that balance of everything and to be enjoying it as well and I suppose you touched on the importance of like even like social interactions and and that being a part of feeling good so I think it is very much that all-encompassing yeah and it's a cycle as well isn't it like I know that if I'm enjoying what I'm doing my moods are better I'm sleeping better my relationships are good I'm getting things done all of that side of things so it's all interconnected like and if it's I suppose it's kind of like a linked chain. If one of the links is loose or comes off, a lot of other things can be affected. So, yeah, I think what you were saying about the mental health and the, and the social side of things is, is really, really important. If you go out at the weekend, I had a wedding at the weekend, so, <laughs> you know, maybe too much social interaction and, uh, you know, some of the chains there were, were a bit loose or some of the links were a bit loose, but I'm back, I'm, I'm okay today. I'm clutching a cup of coffee in my hand, but I'm okay <laughs> and do you know what and it's not having all those things in the perfect balance all of the time it's a little bit of a dance like sometimes it'd be skewed like towards enjoying yourself at the likes of a wedding and then probably this week it's more skewed towards study and then there might be a time where it's more skewed towards sport and it's like 
it's balancing that out over time. Um, but what do you think, Neil, like over time are like your non-negotiables when it comes to like being a healthy person or being an active or fit person? Like what are the things that you have to have like like consistently as a part of your life to keep you your healthiest and your happiest, even if it's skewed day to day sometimes? Sleep. Okay. Number one all the time. How I many think, hours? <laughs> I think uh, healthy relationships as well is something that's really, really important. People that will tell you, maybe when you don't realize yourself, you're a little bit off track or you're a little bit off today or they'll pick you up when when you're down. When I was in a bit of a low point, when I was you know struggling with work and I was having the fear of going into work every Sunday, you know, it was it was what people in my closest circle that I have the closest relationships with. It was those people that were like, you're you're like, you're not happy. You need to do something about it. Like you are not performing the best you can because you, you, you don't like what you do. So I think that's so, so, so important is having close relationships and healthy relationships around you that feedback is a key part of the relationship um they're happy to tell you maybe you're just a little bit hangry um <laughs> I think sport for me I think it's something I'm always going to be involved in that's just always going to be an outlet for me it's always going to be something I'm interested in even if I'm on a walker I'll still be watching it on the telly um shouting at the telly but I think yeah and it's something I know when I have a family eventually I definitely want to instill in, in my family because it's provided such a good um I suppose talking point and connect connecting point in, in a lot of my um family relationships so definitely sport as well as something that's a non non-negotiable for me there's definitely something that I'll think about when I'm uh in the car later on I'm like that was so good I should have said that but at the <laughs> moment like sleep good relationships sport I don't know. I think there's a, a a lot of talk in I'm obviously in college at the moment. There's a lot of talk about continued professional development, but that's a very official term. But like I always said, oh, I'm not going back to college. No way, I'm ever going back to college. No way. And I was like, well, here I am. But actually, I've done so many courses and things between now and then that has you know change the way I learn it changes the way I teach changes the way I view things it it changes my conversations so I think always wanting to better yourself and not better yourself I suppose but always being curious to learn and always knowing that you're never there like the most experienced coaches in the world will tell you that they they still have things to learn and they can learn a lot from other coaches and from other people and from people from different walks of life so that's probably something as well that I have unknowingly always done is, you know, courses and been interested in, in reading. I, like I wouldn't be a big reader in terms of like fiction or things like that, but I'd be interested in a lot of like physical education studies and things like that. So I think that's something as well that probably, and for teaching, like kids are evolving so rapidly. Now you have to be on top of it or in tune with what they're saying. So I'm definitely one of these people that's like TikTok. I only joined TikTok a couple of weeks ago, but I'm hooked. But <laughs> you, know, you have to be in tune with what kids are saying. So 
that's probably another one as well um I love that I love that and I think that's a that's an incredible lesson like to be curious like continue to want to learn and you've definitely been curious over the last few years with everything that you've explored and I suppose one thing I always notice from your social media Niamh you're very happy to laugh at yourself and to make a joke about anything. And like, that is something that always stands out to me. Um, and that's so refreshing. And I think that's a, like you said, like good relationships and healthy relationships. And I suppose, like, I think from knowing you, like fun is probably a big part of your life as well. And like, even the way you joke on social media and like nothing is off limits, whether the pull up bar falls down on top of you, it's going up. It's grand. <laughs> I feel- I haven't put that back up you know it's still I bought a new one and it's still in the box um yeah I think I what I wanted to do on social media was just give a bit of more of a realistic perspective on what was going on I thought like okay I'm gonna be a PT I'm gonna be ripped I'm gonna be in the gym every day like that's just not the case and it's probably more says more about coaches is me not being on social media every day because it's for me it's not reality um and I'm not in the gym every single day of the week and I'm not I don't eat well every single day of the week so um (laughs) probably the silence on my social media is most reflective of what's going on in my life at the minute but yeah I just wanted I suppose give a bit of a and anyone that anyone that knows me well as well will tell you that that's a very realistic portrayal of my life is being clumsy is dropping things (laughs) breaking things is losing things forgetting things everything so (laughs) it's probably couldn't be more accurate but yeah the the silence on on that page is probably (laughs) the most reflective it's it's leaving people wanting more like you said earlier um but I know any of this um you have uh like college and things to get back to so I don't want to keep you all day today but I did want to finish on one um important question um so the last thing I wanted to ask you Neil and is just we'll say if you were to go back in time what is the one piece of advice that one or maybe two or three pieces of advice that you'd give to your younger self now with everything that you know don't do journalism (laughs) doesn't suit um no I think something I've learned and I'm still learning is I know like in the fitness industry we throw around very flippantly the the phrases of like don't compare yourself to other people and like um you know learn to love yourself and and all of this kind of stuff and you know don't care what other people think of you but that's really hard like um especially the world we live in at the minute like we're on social media because we need that reassurance from other people we need that gratification we need likes we need to know that people are looking at what we're doing and and admiring us I suppose but it's not that easy to just say don't care about what people think of you because that's not it's just not realistic so I think like being happy with yourself is is like being in a relationship like you have days where you're madly in love and then the next day you might want to strangle the person like you might have days where you know you're so happy in your skin the the very next day or or an hour or two later you might be not exactly happy with with the way you look or the way you feel and whatever like that's fine that's just the way it is like nobody I'm sure there's nobody that's 100% happy 100% of the time and I think that's 
that's okay and that's something as I've got older and people are a little bit more open to talking about these things as a teenager you're probably not that in tune with how you're feeling or I suppose you care a lot more about how you're feeling but getting older and and talking to people about it I think like not everybody there's not not everybody is happy 100% of the time and that's something that you just you just have to accept and um you need to get help from other people and you need to you know explore different ways of making yourself happy and and ways of I suppose loving yourself for want of a better for want of a better phrase but um yeah I think just accepting that my advice would be just accept who you are it's grad you're going to be fine um and like stop searching for constant happiness like or stop searching a feeling of being constantly happy with the way you look and and the way you feel and things like that because it's just not realistic is that really like morbid or something I don't know but I think it's just part of of and it's very easy as a coach to be like oh it's all great and we all like love ourselves and it's great did it in yes we do have to get to that stage but the next day or the day before you, you might not be feeling that way and that's okay like that's fine um, you might have I had a Chinese on Sunday felt like shit on Monday but like <laughs> I feel great today today I'm flying you know so um, I, 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 I absolutely love that Niamh I think like there's a few there's a few lessons in there in what you're saying and like I guess you just don't want to give that blanket advice of okay just don't compare yourself to other people without giving any like okay any backing behind that and it's like okay well like we know it's not good to be negatively comparing ourselves to other people but how useful is that to a person really it's like okay maybe get to understand yourself a bit more know that you're not going to be happy all the time you're not going to feel amazing all the time you nearly you need to work at it a little bit you need to work at that relationship with yourself and like I guess just know that it's okay like to feel shit like some days it's okay to feel shit after a Chinese like like, you just put it in a lot fewer words than I I can (laughs) I wasn't a journalist Jesus (laughs) no I think you made so many good points there that like I think that's actually real good practical advice for anyone like like I guess everyone says it's okay not being okay but like it is and like accept that and know that we're all the same like coaches are no different to anyone else like and I guess a lot of us will portray on social media um me included like you're you're way more inclined to post the good stuff and less inclined to post the shit days so it, it's known that they happen us all and that's okay yeah absolutely could have put it better myself you did put it better yourself <laughs> um but I suppose I think there's so many like incredibly useful tips in there for everyone Niamh and I have no doubt in my mind that with everything you've gone through over the over the last few years and like over your career to date you're going to inspire so many students in your career as a teacher and any student that comes across your path is going to be so lucky to have you um and I clip that into like a little audio pop and just (laughs) I'll play it at the start of the class (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I just want to say a massive thank you for being so generous with your time, because I know how busy you are, for being so generous with your personal story and with your lessons to date. I appreciate it so much. And yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been really good. It's like therapy. <laughs>